Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 26 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And yes, we've had a few missed episodes the last few weeks. We're actually gearing up to release some special episodes. And uh, my good friend is taking a trip around the world soon. So we're actually getting all that in place so we're we're slowing down to wrap back up how are you doing on this fine evening nicholas morhan i'm great man it's it's very nice to to see you and talk to you i feel like uh every week we uh find something new to get ourselves into um but i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be uh recording and and talking to to you on this on this beautiful day oh yeah night very beautiful day we've actually got a lot to get into Right, specifically the official fantasy league of podcast room three hundred three had their draft yesterday at nine a.m. in the morning, and that didn't fit Nicholas's world, which revolves around him. So he threw a little fit on that. Let's go ahead and get well, yeah. right into trivia. Well, yeah, I'm 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 practicing to be an old white man. So <laughs> if you have to practice to be an old white man, you have to throw fits like an old white man. So I, I we we talked about the last episode, Jermaine. We talked about uh, I asked you a question: whether the winning the defensive player of the year for Giannis is a nail in the coffin for his uh, MVP votes. That led me down a rabbit hole, of course, as Wikipedia rabbit holes lead at two o'clock in the morning. When right as I laid my head down on the pillow, I had a thought: since the inception of the defensive player of the year award in the 1982-1983 season. How many winners of that award have also won an NBA championship in the same year? So that's 37 years that this award has been active. Now, obviously not including this year. Uh, who? How many players have also won a championship that same year? The bonus question, who was the first person to do it and the second bonus question, who was the last person to do it, the most recent person to do it? So that was an interesting question 
for the people out there. That's definitely some barroom trivia for you. D- DPOY and championship, same year. Yeah. Because um, I know and- we talked about on the last podcast, uh, back-to-back winners of the Defensive Player of the Year. So I Winners think- and MVPs. So Jordan, Kareem, and Olajuwon come to mind, but I'm not really sure. Uh, how many people did? I would imagine it's not many, though. Probably eight. 37 years. It's not eight. 37 years, how many players have done it? So we'll give you that answer at the end of the the show, obviously. All right. Nothing for Nick talks out of his ass. On We're doing NFL, pretty good. On to NFL news. And this, we have to stop the podcast. Moment of silence. Oh, it's great to be back. Fitzmagic starts again. Another three years of hot dimes coming all over your base. I love it. I can't wait. He's playing New England week one. He's playing Buffalo. He's playing Jacksonville. He's playing Seattle. How many of those teams do you think he upsets? Uh, well, because I know I, they, I, I tried to find some some statistical backing to this illusion I have in my head that Ryan Fitzpatrick starts off every year when he is the starting quarterback as just on fire. He does. Right. But I think the problem is I think he has the last couple of years, but I think that we were looking at like the years before that, like when he was not that good. So my question, so I'm going to give you some stats Right, And then I'm going to ask you, a obviously, since we're a sports gambling podcast and you're a gambling man, I'm going to ask you an over-under for Dolphins wins to start the season. So in the first four weeks, you mentioned it. The, you just mentioned the teams that he plays. New England, Buffalo, Jacksonville, and Seattle. In his career, he's a combined 11-20 and 20 against those teams. He only has a winning record against one. That is obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars. That ain't bad for a journeyman, though. 11-20. and 20. No. His career in the first four games of the year, he's 17 and 17 with an average of 206 yards per game, 1.6 touchdown per game, and 1.3 interceptions per game. So you're saying there's a chance. So, what I just so that was stats that I tried to find to back it up. Obviously, it didn't back it up. But my question is there's a stigma, a positive stigma around him that he just wins, he comes out of the gate on fire. So over under Dolphins three wins to start the year. To start the year. Start the year. Obviously, what's this is a team over, that finished. What's their over under just for the year? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Let's let's see that. Let's check five times. Obviously, Brian Flores started out very well. This team, uh, or started out not so well. People were saying fire him already, and then he finished pretty well down the stretch. So, do they pull that into this year? And how many? He's a how many coach. How many wins his coaching combined with the Fitz Magic first four games of the year? If you're saying over under three, I'm going under. I think they go five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah. They get, you go. They go two and two. I think storyline wise, Fitz Magic stuns Cam in Cam's debut at at Foxborough. Everyone brings out the coffins. Those dancing, those dancing uh, Nigerians who dance with the coffin on that's, their shoulders. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. They're gonna bury gonna Cam Newton, and then Cam Newton's gonna torch the rest of the year. And then yeah, I, no and doubt. then and then he's gonna absolutely smack uh, Gardner Minshew with the Jacksonville Jaguars because who knows what's happening there. 
Uh, it looks like over under six right now is where the Dolphins are sitting at. So yeah, definitely under three then. <laughs> like that's storyline wise, Cam loses the first one in a nail biter, right? Okay. And there's some special team shenanigans. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets great field position, and they kick like a 50 yard field goal to win by two. So you're so are are you going on record on this podcast to say the Dolphins start two and two? Yes, dude. Fuck okay. it. Let's go. All right. So Jermaine, Jermaine All goes right. on record. Jermaine's on record that the Dolphins are going to go two and two. I am on record stay, saying the Pats, the Bills, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks all are notorious slow starters. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 4 0. 4 0. Ryan Fitzpatrick is 4 0. The Miami Dolphins are 4 0 going into week five. I'm that, not saying they're I'm not I'm not saying they're not gonna finish six and ten, but <laughs> he's gonna be four and oh. There's gonna be no talks of Tua then. I hear no, it, bro. That's no a bold, that's a bold claim. I firmly do not agree with that. Uh-huh. I don't see I don't see him I don't see him beating Russell Wilson. Now here's now here's the question. If the Dolphins start uh two, this is a side question. If the Dolphins start two and two. How long is Ryan Fitzpatrick the quarterback? Oh, week seven, dog. You think week seven he's he's the I don't think Fitzmagic plays October. Hmm. Well, actually, hold on. That's not what I meant. September. I don't think so. I don't think he has He doesn't play past week seven. I don't think he I don't think he plays into November. Doesn't play into November. All right. right. So doesn't play doesn't play into November. Right. So, All right, so I'll, I'll I'll file you away with the official Room end of, 303 end bet. End of October. End of October. The end of October. Yeah. So Jermaine mentioned it just a little bit, but uh, the Patriots, we can chart Jermaine, we can chart the Patriots to avid listeners of the podcast as they named uh, the person that you said, Cam Newton, starting quarterback in uh, in week one. I mean, which, is which, this really news? Is this No, news? no, duh. But you know, big fans, big fans of Cam on this podcast. So we definitely gotta, we definitely gotta talk and, it up a little bit. And 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 big props to you, Jermaine. I have to let the fans out there know that your we we if you guys remember all the way back in episode one of Room Three Hundred Three, we made NFL predictions, and NFL one of Jermaine's NFL predictions was Jadavion Clowney was going to get signed by the Tennessee Titans. And guess what? Jermaine Clowney, or Jermaine, Jermaine Clowney. <laughs> New name. And, and Jadavion Clomendez. That's a novel. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney is now a Tennessee Titan, Jermaine. So congratulations. You are one for one, 100% on uh, NFL props. Let's go. I, I knew it, dude. I was just, it was in my gut. I could feel it, bro. You also have you, you also have more information on uh, on a new segment we like to call uh, GMing with Jermaine. <laughs> GMing with Jermaine, absolutely. So there was a lot more contracts signed before the start of the season, which is always the case. They're trying to get these extensions locked in because GMs understand early is better. First of all, we're starting with left tackle news. Left tackles are notorious for getting paid. We've got a six-year, $85 million contract for Taylor Decker of the Detroit Lions. Congratulations, young man. Get paid. Tredavious White, second-best cornerback 
in all professional football, just signed a four-year, $70 million extension with $55 million guaranteed. He is now the highest-paid cornerback in the league. And then Keenan Allen, which was a shocker to some, right? Fantastic wide receiver, but he's now the second highest paid wide receiver for the Los Angeles for the league playing on the Chargers. Four year, eighty million dollar extension, fifty million guaranteed. I hear he thinks he's better than Mike Evans. uh, Keenan Allen thinks he's better than everybody. You'll well, we'll have to we'll have to see Jermaine. Shameless plug for our upcoming uh, surprise episodes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely find out who's better. Is Keenan Allen better than Mike Evans? Guess you have to guess you have to listen to our special. Tune in next time, folks, as we <laughs> as we answer that question. Uh, Will Keenan Allen defeat Mike Evans? <laughs> Yo, Cameron Hayward, highest paid defense player in the league now. Oh, hi- highest defense, highest paid defensive player over thirty in NFL in now. Yeah, four years, seventy one point four million dollars. I don't know what that and. Means. And to speaking to players and contracts, this is the second time that Mr. Hayward has gotten paid. So he's yeah. now cashed in on two big contracts. Cashed in twice. That's what happens when you sustain excellence. And then Deshaun Watson, man, in my opinion, second best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, Deshaun Watson got a four-year, 160. Madden million. doesn't agree with you. No, they don't. Four-year, $160 million contract. And it could actually be worth up to 177 with 100 million, $111 million guaranteed. That man got paid. So Bill O'Brien finally did something. Um, no, we don't talk about I don't want to say it. correct. He did something. And we don't have negative things to say about it yet. No. Shame on you, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> it should have been more. <laughs> Shame. Where's his $300 million contract? So that was that was our segment of the podcast, our new segment that we like to call GMing with Jermaine. So we hope to uh, we hope to invite you back into the studio for for more there, GM Jermaine. Absolutely, glad to be here. Yeah. So Jermaine, a couple of uh, since the episode dropped, a couple of NBA awards uh, have also been uh, been prom prom. I don't know. Have been awarded man that's not it that's not a good word for it but i'm gonna go with it presented (laughs) awarded given whatever and none of them appeared to be uh faded on the screen so that's uh that's that's a plus (laughs) so montrez harrell won the uh the sixth man of the year and in in surprising nobody john morant won the uh, rookie of the year and shades of uh shades of Derek jeter he got uh 99 out of 100 votes so uh, that makes me so mad. Zion did not deserve any votes. If anybody deserved a vote, it was Brandon Clark, and that's John Morant's running mate, who everyone snuffed, or Kendrick Nunn. But it's definitely not Zion. That's so stupid. You can't. Was Zion, was Zion allowed to vote? Yeah, he was on the ballot. Well, was he allowed to vote for himself? No, you can't vote. Players don't vote. <laughs> In, uh, and, and this is kind of an opinion that I want to get from you. In, in other NBA news, the Nets hired Steve Nash. Uh, I know that we've we've had some talk kind of offline talking about uh, Steve Nash and the the uh, the actual coaching hire. Before I go into the actual 
uh, reaction to his hiring. I want to get your reaction to to a Steve Nash hiring on the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, obviously, a a team that both of us think is primed to do uh, big things next year. I think it's I think it's great. I think I thought it was a great hire. If anything, he commands the respect of Kevin Durant and Kyrie right off the bat because the dude's two time MVP, right? And you know that if the Nets signed him, he was signed off by Katie and Kyrie, right? So he comes in, he can associate with those players, and he can implement a system they're going to love to play in, right? It's going to be seven seconds or less. And they, as they love to allude to in the current bubble broadcasting, they're like, well, if you shoot within the first eight seconds, that's actually uh, statistically when the best percentage uh, you shoot happens. I was just like, are you kidding me? That's because of fast break. Of course that happens because of fast break points where you're getting layups at the thing. They just don't use context with these ridiculous analytical statements. If I come up and I'm just jacking up off-leaning off threes because it's within the first eight seconds, it's a bad shot. But it goes in more percentage of times than an 8.1 second three, Jermaine. That's uh, according to their newfound analytics. I get so mad every time I hear that. I was like, fast break points are a thing. By the way, folks, let, let me let me points also factor into the beginning of a shot clock. Well, let me let me let me say this also, folks. Um, that we are an analytics based podcast. Jermaine and I both love analytics and and like to use it. However, just like with book smarts, your common sense cannot go out the window. Gotta so, have it. Obviously, the I've never seen actually, Jermaine. I don't think I've ever seen a uh, basketball fast break that's taken more than seven seconds. <laughs> so uh, it would make sense that uh, you don't have a lot of slow fast breaks out, out there. Yeah, but don't the don't opposite tell the, the opposite Mike Richardson offense. The don't, uh, don't tell the professional uh, broadcasters that though. That's don't right. Tell them, don't tell them that they don't want to hear it. So Jermaine, I also so so obviously you th- we both thought that Steve Nash was a great hire. Obviously, you said two time MVP. We, I mean, you have to be naive if you think that this that this was just dropped on Kyrie and and Katie's head, yeah. and they're just like, hey, this is who you're getting, and you're going to deal with it. That's not what you do when you sign a superstar player like Kevin Durant and a guy like Katie who's already forced his way out of Cleveland for not being the man. They're going to ask to have some input into this. Stephen A. Smith, however, from first take. Had a little bit of uh, a little bit of different. He said this on this was last week. Last week, Stephen A. said, "Ladies and gentlemen, there is no way around this. This is white privilege. This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a head coach, and you get the Brooklyn Nets job. Obviously, alluding to the talent uh, that's there with uh, with Kyrie and uh, KD." Obviously, there was there was backlash from the sports media, specifically Charles Barkley making a comment uh, and uh, defending Steve Nash. Uh, today, Stephen A. Smith doubled down uh, and said, uh, I mentioned white privilege yesterday. I have a message to those who feel that I was wrong, that I need to apologize, that I don't know what I'm talking about, et cetera, et cetera. I don't give a damn what y'all feel. Y'all all can kick rocks. You, y'all can all kick rocks. I don't give a damn. I'm not budging from my position one inch. My point about right, white privilege. Tell me that a black. Tell me the black man that that would happen for. No resume whatsoever as a coach at all. 
and you get a job of this magnitude. I'm not talking about Derek Fisher with the sorry New York Knicks at the time. I'm not talking about Jason Kidd, his first era when they were building the Brooklyn Nets squad. And I'm not talking about Doc Rivers in Orlando. I'm not talking about those opportunities, end quote, is what he said. What's your reaction to that? So he's saying, take the examples of a black man getting the exact opportunities talking out, out. So essentially, Charles Charles Barkley said the Brooklyn Nets job is better, is what he's saying. He's essentially so Charles Barkley used Derek Fisher, uh, Jason Kidd, and Doc Rivers to defend former players just getting jobs without any experience. Stephen A is basically saying Steve Nash, a white man, got this got this basically a plus coaching job. It doesn't make any sense. If he gives you examples and then you say, tell me a situation without those examples, that doesn't make any sense. You can't pick and choose examples that can be in an argument. If an ex-player of color got a role, a head coaching job with no experiences, which you are complaining about, you can't just pick and choose what you want. This In a time where race is so hypersensitive right now, it seems out of pocket, out of left field. It seems out of place with things that are actually happening. Are you kidding me? Is this dude really kidding me? And first of all, is Doc Rivers' NBA resume as good as Steve Nash as a ball player? No, it's not. I, I don't, is, De- I don't is, Derek, I is Derek Fisher's? No. I would say he wrote. I would say he rode the coattails more than Steve Nash did. Exactly. And Jason Kidd had a chip. Yeah. But would you argue Steve Nash is better than Jason Kidd? A lot of people would. And so I don't understand what he's talking about. It's unbelievable that and also, this is the stance he wanted to take on it. And also, here's here's the thing. Right? Here, here's my thing, and, and I'll keep it short and I'll keep it brief because, like you said, in these, in these charged times, I don't really have an opinion anymore. There's 32 NBA teams. There's 160-so Division One. NCAA jobs, correct? Right. Getting uh, there's 32, 32 NBA teams. Any person that gets a job in one of the 32 jobs in the world at the elite level without any resume is showing some sort of privilege over a coach that has been coaching for 20 years. What is like basically what you just said? Is you need a uh, basically a black man of color to have a black man of color. That doesn't make any sense. You need a man of color, a black man to come in, have 20 years of coaching experience at the college level, and then come in and coach this coach this Brooklyn Nets team. Because that allows him that al- that gets him past the first the first tailgate. Derek Derek Rivers taking over with the New York Knicks. I, New York is a hub. For media. Yeah, Derek Fisher. You said Rivers. Derek Fisher, sorry. I mean, Jason Kidd with the Brooklyn Nets squad, I I mean, that was kind of like the first player coach, kind of kind of big hire. He he wasn't a good fit. And Doc Rivers, I mean, Doc Rivers has been well has has done well in the other places since he went there. If but Steve I, if Steve Nash does not live up to expectations this year, if that Brooklyn Nets team underperforms, it's gonna be 
there's going to be people coming for his head. That is not an enviable job for anybody. Yeah, for that, sure. That team expects championship next year. Yeah. There's and that, the expectation is championship. And I think I, I think what I think what Stephen A is missing here is the point that we've already mentioned. The point is that you have these guys in Katie and Kyrie, black men who signed off on this hire of Steve Nash because they view him as a good coach, an experienced coach, and an elite Hall of Fame player. That's they, yeah. So, so, so Stephen A., if you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at them for signing off on this because it is asinine for you to think that they didn't have a say in this and that they weren't the bottom line. Yeah, Steve Nash doesn't go into Brooklyn and be like, you're giving me this job. Brooklyn wanted to give him the job. That is that is very much on the people who are saying, hey, we need to be better and do better than anything. So, yeah. and it's all the whole his whole take is wrong anyways. That's that's all that we're moving on to yeah, some, really a much more better sports betting news. So so, so something that you're going to like and obviously uh we like and the sports betting fans out there are going to like is Michael Jordan uh Join DraftKings. Tell the people out there why, Jermaine, you think you you were quoted to me as saying you thought this was a match made in heaven. I mean, it, Michael Jordan's whole career is about him betting on everything. On everything. everything. Like anything. Everything. You, want, anything. You, want, you want to play a game of quarters? Put $5 on it. $5. It's a, it's a game with a quarter. You don't want to bet a quarter? No, $5. $5, yeah. Let's go, let's go make one putt. Thousand dollars, thousand dollars, five five grand. He bets large amounts of money all the time. He got crucified for it in the nineties because it's not as accepted as it is today. He even left during playoffs to go to Atlantic City to with his pops to hit some craps tables and drop forty two on the Knicks the next night <laughs> and then drop forty two. If you don't think that's a match made in heaven, I don't know how else to explain it to you, young man. You don't understand sports betting. And upon the news of him being an equity partner with them and coming on as an advisor, boom, DraftKings immediately signs the Chicago Cubs to as the to be their official sports book, and it's the first MLB stadium sports book. It's big news. That's the, that's the kind of cachet Jordan brings you right off the bat. That was within, I, I, that was within twenty four hours that that was announced, and obviously, baseball has the biggest stigma when it comes to gambling and betting. Right, the biggest scandals in baseball have been based on that. You know, the nineteen nineteen White Sox, Pete Rose, R.I.P. the homie, R.I.P. the homie. All right. So to see a major market team like Chicago do it is a major stone to having the MLB, probably the most resistant to change league, be able to uh, <laughs> yeah, and and the most really and the most really resistance to change field and organization. You can you can. Pull. I mean the Cubs the Cubs just the Cubs were so resistant to change that they decided not to win for 110 plus years. Uh, I was 108, and you watch yourself with your Colorado Rockies not having nothing ass. Uh, we haven't even got to a fourth of that time, by the way. So it still sucks. So I have I have a couple of questions. So switching from switching from uh, future 
NBA to switching to current NBA. So the conference finals so far, I got a couple of questions from you. And you can just give me a yes or no or a short answer on these, all right? Based on my impressions of the conference semifinals so far, is this Boston's year? Does Boston win the East? Does Boston win the East? Yes. I would say they'd have to be the favorite. Yeah, I don't think Miami has it. I think Miami just had is the Miami had the best matchup going against the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think okay. Miami has enough to beat Boston. Where did the Toronto Raptors go? And it doesn't feel like the series is 2-2 right now. It feels uh, like the series is 3-1 Boston. Well, it's 3-2 now because they just played earlier. True. It, it feels like Boston has won the series already then. Uh, that's kind of crazy because Toronto came back and won the two games. So uh, I don't think Toronto went anywhere. I think it very much happens. It's a game of momentum. It's a game of adjustments. It's a game of chess. And that's why coaching is as important as it is because you need to be able to make the adjustments. I don't think Toronto went everywhere. I wouldn't be, I'm not, I'm saying right now that I think this series goes seven still. Who, whoever wins game seven, do they win the Eastern conference finals? Yes. So whoever wins Boston, Toronto, Game 7 wins the conference finals. 100%. Or wins the East, I guess. I should the say. East, the East, yes. Okay. Is the Milwaukee and Miami series an attempt by the NBA to move Giannis to a uh, bigger market? Question A. And before you answer, why is he going to Golden State? Moving on, moving on. Has Jimmy Butler solidified himself as a top five NBA player? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Has he solidified himself as the top second player, as a top three player in the East? Uh, currently, yes. But that's because Katie and Kyrie aren't playing. Joel Embiid was awful this year. Has he solidified himself as a top five defender in the NBA? Oh yeah, he's uh, he's been there. A lot Top of three defender. Ooh no, because there's still okay. big men, still big men that are really really good. All right, so Jimmy Butler still sucks. Got it. In the uh, Clips or the Nuggets series, why does it feel like the team that wants to lose less? Why does it feel like that South Park episode where they're both where every team is trying to get out of the baseball season, so they just try to blow the game, and the team that doesn't blow the game ends up advancing? Why does it feel like that? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Why does any team want to win the series? That, well, I mean, it's one-one. I don't know how you're having this drastic overarch, but it's classic Denver. Denver doesn't. And it's show classic. It's cla- It's the classic Clippers. No, I don't know. How's it classic Clippers? Because they don't show up either. No, this is pure. It's Miami blows leads. And the Nuggets don't show up day to day. It's so weird. I don't know. It's almost. It's got to be coaching. It's got to okay. be coaching. And my final question: Why does LeBron always lose? Why? Why is LeBron in the latter part of his career always lose game one and then come out and blow up, blow him out in game two? I don't know. So all his stands can say, "Oh, playoff LeBron. He's locked in." Completely ignoring the game one loss doesn't make okay. any sense. Okay. And that was the conference finals review so far. Hey. With analyst Jermaine. Jermaine, I, I don't really have anything for, for baseball today. I well, Really, nothing is happening. Uh, you know, games are being played. They're fun to watch. But it's, it's, We're that, it's that lull. Follow, you know? follow, follow at Podcast Room 303 for daily uh, MLB betting picks. The NBA model's humming. Um, so, yeah. 
But we're hitting a couple. What's the uh, how many games are left in the MLB season? Uh, we already played forty. Uh, I don't think they've played forty yet. Let's see standings. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I feel like they have played forty already because it's September. Uh, yeah, they've played uh, about yeah about forty. They've played about forty right now. Some teams have played forty two. Some played. Some teams have played forty one. Some teams have played thirty nine. Yeah, we're essentially we're, we're stretch. Holy cow! We almost got playoff baseball already. <laughs> yeah. The uh, by the way, the San Francisco Giants with a, a twenty and twenty one record have a forty eight percent chance of making the playoffs. Man, this expanded seating kind of sucks, huh? The Rockies with a twenty and twenty record have a forty one percent chance of making the playoffs. So, oh, you guys kind of rallied back, back to five hundred because you guys were four games below. Well, five. I think you guys were like six games below at one point. It was not looking good. Yeah, it was not good. We started the season eleven and three, and then went twelve and thirteen in our next uh, fifteen games. So, oh yeah, that's really not good. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, all NL Central teams, according to ESPN, have an over 99% chance of making the playoffs. Or all the top three, Cleveland, Chicago, and Minnesota. So that's fun. Oh, Chicago White Sox. Yes. I was like, Cubs aren't. And you and mean the, AL Central. Not and the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, in the race to the first team with a plus 100 run differential, are two runs away at plus 98. Jesus Christ. So uh, they, they're on a two- 40 games. Yeah, they're on a uh, two-game losing streak right now, and are still seven and three in their last ten. So that's uh, that's a little bit of baseball. They're still going to lose the World Series. That's it's one thing you can bank on. I don't know about that. Uh, in the in the NHL, Jermaine, we obviously the the conference finals are set. Tampa Bay is playing the Islanders right now. Uh, if you're following our model, we took uh, the Tampa Bay. Um, Money line tonight. Uh, it did. It's not looking so well as the or we took the Islanders money line tonight. It's not looking so well because the Islanders are up. Sorry, the Lightning are up five one at the end of the second. So we need a big rally for Holy the Islanders. Wow, that's lost money. Just and in the it. and in the Western Conference Finals, the Golden Knights play Dallas. I can go into this and I can tell you that I think Tampa Bay. Uh, is going to. I think the Tampa Bay Islander series is going to be a great series. I think that'll go to six or seven. Uh, I ultimately think Tampa Bay is going to win out, and I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to beat Dallas in four. But I thought the Avs are going to beat Dallas in four or five, and that didn't uh, that didn't necessarily happen. Yeah, what so. happened to the Avalanche? I don't. I don't. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I can say injuries and the fact that we were using Michael Hutchinson, who was a goalie that has just played in his first uh, playoff game. But when you're, you know, when you have a one goal lead twice in a game seven, and you're you hit the post three times in the final period to go up two goals, you don't deserve to win it at that point. So, no. moving on I, to move. I actually think Dallas shocks the Golden Knights, but let's move on. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. In seven or in or in four? No, I think they beat him in five. Okay, a little bit a little bit of soccer news, Jermaine. Obviously, uh, it's probably been well covered, but uh, Lionel Messi is staying at Barcelona, and uh, newsflash: he is not happy. You uh, remember that? You remember that bet I told you last week? No, what was it? Barca not finishing in the top three. Barca not finishing in the top three would be a very interesting prop bet. 
that I that I need to do more research into. But I do agree with you. Here's also something that that I would find interesting. I don't think Barcelona had enough time to move Messi, or I don't think any team could pay him. Well, not within the financial fa- fair play rules. Here's looking at you, Man City. There's no way a top tier team can pay Messi right now. No, not with the whole COVID and everyone hemorrhaging money. There's no way. So, do I think Messi moves? I think he's going to have to far reduce his asking price, and I don't think that's going to happen. No, nah, no, you're worth, kid. So, Chelsea signed Hivarts from Leverkusen, right? They signed him for a reported 78 million pounds. That brings. Their tran- their total transfer sum to 186 million pounds. Obviously, he joins Timo Warner, uh, Heimlich Zuryach from Ajax, and Thiago Silva, who was free. But so of that 186 million pounds, Jermaine, do you know where that ranks all time? And they're not done yet, by the way. Do you know where that ranks all time in signing periods? Uh, like for all teams, all teams, all time soccer signing periods. I got, I mean, because of inflation and stuff, I got to imagine it's pretty high. So maybe top 10. Uh, it was, no, it was top, top 10. Yeah, it was top 10. It was top 10. Yeah. Uh, shooting from the hip. I'm going seven, seventh. Do you know what the highest of all time is? No, Man City, Re- Re- Real Madrid in 2019. Spent two hundred and seventy million dollars in a single transfer period. Keep in mind, this is a single transfer period. Man, and that team really wasn't that good, aside from La Liga. Man, is that is that foreshadowing for Chelsea? Tune in next week, folks. Oh, well, so, well, so with my question is, with them sa- signing Chilwell and Silva, basically is their only defense, and Chilwell is probably going to double as an attacking fullback anyway. Does Chelsea switch their their formation to a one one seven? Get out of here, dude! I'm not I, even entertaining I, that. Question. I think it's bold. I think it's bold. A one one seven attack the some best. Sp- the best defense. Ball. Listen, I'm just saying it was would be very hard for other teams to score eleven goals if Chelsea scores ten. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough, but. That's uh, that's obvious. That's obviously a joke, unless Chelsea is listening, and then switch to a one-one-seven for one half of one game, please. The Just ultimate, do it for a friendly. The ultimate FIFA team. Really, really, I don't care what Chelsea does. I just want them to put Christian Pulisic in the starting lineup. They're not. Not anymore. Do you see all the talent they just signed? So the give dude, him away. Give him to dude, Real Madrid. The dude's going to get buried again, and then they're not going to win any games. They're not going to understand why. So NCAA said hoops could return November 25th. More to follow. Let's move on to golf. Justin Johnson won the uh, tour championship uh, today. $15 million. He went into it as the number one seed and the favorite. He's the first number one seed to win that event since Tiger in 2009. This is his second consecutive win, by the way. Wait, no, he won- not. Sorry. Sorry, he did oh, not. Oh, I just like, he no, did not he win. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Good for but, him. I like Justin Johnson. Yeah, he uh, he. It, the margin f- for going into the last round 
was six strokes. Uh, Xander oh. Shafla and Justin Thomas cut it to two strokes on 13, but then he pulled he pulled away to win by uh, four or five, I think. So, yeah, congrats to Dustin Johnson on the Tour Championship. And now the U.S. Open is our next major uh, golf tournament that we have in uh, two weeks, right? Uh, let me look that up for you. So stay tuned to Room 303 picks for that. And while Jermaine looks that up, we'll push towards our, uh, our main topic of the episode, which is the first annual Room 303 Fantasy Football Draft uh, was this weekend, as mentioned by Jermaine. Obviously, uh, we did 12 teams, auction league draft, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, one tight end, two flex, and a defense. Uh, and a defense with six bench spots. Correct. That's, that's how the league is set back up. Uh, you're league commissioner, correct, Jermaine? Yeah, I'm co-commissioner with. I think every league should have co-commissioners, and I'm co-commissioner with my buddy Arthur. Which I think is kind of crazy. Co-commissioner with your buddy Arthur and not co-commissioner with your podcast host who you share the fantasy football name with. You but didn't even want to be in the league. But but whatever, moving I had, on. I had to tell you that this is the official podcast league for you to be like, so, oh, I guess I'll play this year. Also, you didn't even want to draft. You were going to auto-draft because you were in hot Atlanta living life. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about where I was. I was in... You're t- you're, you mean I was in Norfolk, Virginia, um, doing nothing, um, but sitting in a hotel room and not wanting to draft uh, because a nice episode of Friends was on and I didn't want to watch it, Jermaine. Remember, were, that's what you, I told you. you so I told you, I told you, I told you. I told you I went. No, I wasn't in Atlantic City. I would have made were, far. I would have been five. I would have not. One, I would have not been sober, and two, I would have not had any money left to draft. You were in Aruba, Jamaica. Aruba, Jamaica. Come on, baby. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the so, so two, so two things that we use to to kind of do these these draft rankings. So I use the website Football Guys. They have a rate my team. Uh, app that I've been using for a lot of years, and it used to be you had to manually import your teams. Now they actually link into all the fantasy sites, and they rate your team uh, based on each position uh, and basically the average draft position and what they think about it. And then obviously we used ESPN in the actual app, their final standings projections. And just the eyeball test, looking at the rosters. And really the uh, eyeball test. Hey, fuck you in cancer. We can link your fantasy teams to our website, though. That's the right. P- the PGA Tour is the 17th through the 20th, my man. Yeah, so so you, another – so it's it's the, next, it. it's the next big event, yeah. You nailed it. Yep, two weekends. So with that in mind, Jermaine, would you like to take us through the draft review, the grades for the draft – and then a uh, a a week one matchup with starting with a matchup of titanic proportions. Ooh! On, on starting on Thursday night. <laughs> starting this Thursday. That's right. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Football is back. That is outstanding. Also, you know what we failed to mention last podcast was that this past weekend college football returned. It did, yeah. I mean, there, but like, it really returns next weekend because you had like independence playing and not really like watchable football games. But yeah, whoa, 
don't you dare slander the mid-majors like that. That was hurtful. Anywho, uh, how do you want to do this? You want to go one through twelve or twelve through one? Uh, we'll go. We'll we'll, we'll go. Uh, we'll go twelve through one. Obviously. All right. So twelve through one. So coming in twelfth place, we've got the Dunk City Bring Back Cat, <laughs> run by Cedric, <laughs> and he he got a D grade. Yeah, he's so the, so he's the defending champ, but I've got a so, little inside baseball for you. You want the inside baseball? Well, so so whenever you just for you guys out there, whenever you hear a grade, that is the grade that the football guys rate my team, rate my league website applied to his draft. So, well, some of these we might debate whether whether their grade is. Yeah, give me some give me some inside baseball. All right, so he got a D grade with a two percent chance to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's the defending champ. He drafted this year. Last year, he auto drafted. <laughs> so yeah so maybe maybe he should uh let the computer handle it I mean, he's no. not he's not ready he's not ready for the big boy pants yet so you just, can't so maybe maybe he's just one of those gms that's not good at drafting but very good at uh at lineup building he's more of a manager instead of a gm yeah he's got he's done he handles the waiver wire so he you can't auto draft in this league or you forfeit the pot and the pot rolls over to next year, though. So you still have a chance to win it the next year. So just the pot doubles for the following year. So what's our pot at right now? The that's uh, a hundred dollar buy-in. Wait, I'll have to get back to you. I'm not sure. It's a it's a fifty dollar buy-in. It's a fifty dollar buy-in. That's right. Have I put my money? Who are we sending our money to? Uh, probably me. Oh, pff, I'm sending you any more money. I paid for your <laughs> drinks back in San Diego. Oh, one time. <laughs> one time doesn't let it down. So Cedric, uh, welcome to the show, buddy. You've got some you've got some uh you got some heavy lifting to do. Good luck. For the 11th spot, we've got Andy. And I don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> well, I can I can I can tell you what they're looking at real quick. What's what's Andy's team name again? He's oh S S D Andy, that's right. So basically what they say is uh, this team is built around strong quarterback play. Despite not being strong at running back or wide receiver, we think this team should be in the mix, which I think speaks more to the, uh, to speaks the, more to the league. More to the league. Yeah. So his team is not very good at, at all. It's pretty shocking at how bad this team, this team is. He's got Patrick Mahomes and run CMC and Tyreek Hill. And then after that, there isn't another blue chip starter on that team. Yeah. Maybe the Steelers defense. <laughs> like, yeah. So hopefully PPR pays off for him. Um, man, that is a mess of a show he's got there. So that B grade. So he got a B grade and has a 31% chance to make the playoffs, right? I don't see it. I don't know how he's going in, and so let's go ahead and reference. How many? How many? You, you said. Uh, you said how many? How many playoff? Uh, how many playoff spots are in this league? Six. Six playoff spots. Yeah. So uh, to to coincide with the final standing projections, Cedric is twelfth on the final standing projections, and Andy is eleventh. Yeah. So, so far, everything seems to coincide. Up next, we have kind of a shocker. Kind of a shocker based on the final standing projections ranking. We've got Eric Eric coming in 10th place behind 
the next team, which will stun some people. <laughs> Just, so yeah, I don't know what they're looking at because according to your, what's the website again? Uh, the football guys rate my team. Football guys rate my team. Eric had a B plus draft. Yeah, he uh, did. He, he actually had the third best draft in third the best draft and 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 uh, third best odds to make the playoffs. Yeah, to coincide with that, he is the third best odds to make the playoffs. So he's projected by football guys to be the number three uh, number three man in the draft. Not right. gonna buy, but he's got a forty two percent chance to make the playoffs. But somehow he comes in at tenth. And if you look at his team, his team is actually pretty nice. I don't I, – maybe maybe I don't understand, but Carson Wentz, Aaron Jones, James Conner, Juju Smith, Amari Cooper, Tyler Tyler, Target Machine Higby, and Stefan Diggs. That round – and T.Y. Hilton is his other his, – his two flexes. Yeah, not bad. I, that's a really good team. And then he's got Fournette. Jones Jr., Miko Hardman, Deontay Johnson all on the bench. I think the team overall is getting knocked because he has Kirk Cousins as his backup quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the one of the bigger shockings, right? So we'll go ahead and move into ninth, which the fact that this man is this high is criminal. I I understand Andy and Sweat <laughs> Cedric's teams are really really bad, but this mm-hmm. dude had an all time bad draft, and which coincides with his league year because he's had really bad drafts all year this year. Yeah, we've got Cole coming in ninth place, and uh, let's just take a quick look at his team. So he comes in at ninth place with B minus. Mm-hmm. A B minus grade, which I think is generous. It's C plus at best. Yeah, and a 20- no backup quarterback, and a twenty percent chance to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So he's got Big Ben, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Tyler Lockett, Preston Williams, Travis Kelsey, James White, Daryl Henderson, Jr. And then his bench is just uh, devoid of any viable starters. He's got Duke Johnson. I guess he hopes David Johnson goes down. He's got Curtis Samuel. Um, I don't, Pollard. I don't know why you'd want. Yeah, his bench is just really, really bad. And Damon Harris just went on IR, so he's missing at least eight weeks. So uh, Cole got a pretty generous rating. Um, by ESPN. By ESPN and by the draft guys. I think he has some good blue-collar pieces. He just It's a little shaky everywhere else. Yeah. Um, next, we've got Sean coming in eighth with a B grade. And a thirty-six percent. Again, I don't know who's grading these things, but you've got to be kidding me. Sean, what's, what's Sean's thing? The Chicago Uber drivers. Chicago Uber drivers. His his team is so bad. He's got Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. I guess he's banking on both those rookies to be nice. He's got Jaseki from Miami, and then he's got Kamara and Kareem Hunt as his running backs. I, I also don't understand these grades. Uh, oh no, I do. Never mind. It said the team is built around around strong QB play. So that's because he drafted three of them. Yeah, he drafted. Not drafted. Not drafted. No, no. Let's let's remind people this is a uh, that this is a auction league, and he paid for three quarterbacks. He paid for three quarterbacks. He paid for Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Josh Allen. Guess he couldn't make up his mind. Uh, he got a he got a generous report as well. Uh, they love uh, they love the they love the uh, quarterback position. I guess. I guess so. 
coming in next, we have uh, one of the pole positions from last year, the third place finisher. We've got Ryan. He had a B grade as well, and I feel like they're just handing out B as average, and I don't like that. Ryan had a B grade, and he has a 29% chance of making the playoffs. His third lowest. He Really, 29% is the third lowest? Yep. So it's 2%, 20%, 29%? Yeah. Yep. Wow. I don't really think his team's that bad. He cuffed Belvin Gordon with Philip Lindsay. He's got Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. He's got David Johnson, Jonathan Taylor, Chris Carson, uh, Kyler Murray, and Austin Hooper. I think that's a pretty decent team. Yeah. We're gonna, I mean, we're obviously going to find out. They don't seem to think so. Uh, so. Next, we got Paul coming in six with a whopping $97 bid for Ezekiel Elliott. Were you in the draft for that yet? Uh, I don't. I don't believe so, no. $96. Jeez. He paid $96 for Ezekiel. Who drove that price up? Yeah, uh, Cole. Cole. Did he, really, did he mean to do it? Cole's a Cowboys fan. So, um, yeah, Cole really wanted Zeke. But they, I was blown away. I was like, 90? Like, you guys, it just kept going. I was wanting it to hit 100 because that would be the first time I've seen an auction draft hit triple digits. That would have yeah, blown uh, my mind. Keep, keep in mind, people, the budget for the auction draft is uh, $200 and you yeah. need to fill uh, what? 12 positions. Definitely 12 positions. Yeah. No, you need to fill a roster of uh six plus nine, right? So 15 positions and you have $200 to do it. Yeah. So, there so, you go. Do the, you do the math. You do the math. Ladies and gentlemen. So Paul's team has Lamar Jackson, Zeke Le'Veon, Kenny Galladay, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Nikhil Harry, and Jared Cook. Not a terrible team. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's, what did the draft guys say for that? That's what's their uh, what's what's his team name? His name is uh, oh the SD Weaslers. Weaslers. Um, they say he reached above average draft position again. They give the they give the this team is built around strong quarterback play, despite not being strong at running back or wide receiver. We think this team will be in the mix, so it's kind of like their cop out. Like we think you have a good quarterback, but I think it's because all the other drafts were sus. Probably, yeah. So they, now I, I, I think these these B grades with a low percentage is more based off uh, bad drafts than anything else. Yeah, 100%. So uh, these percentages are generated, in case we haven't already said, they're generated off average man- mid-season management. Yeah. So if you just do a little waiver wire tinkering, right? So we finally hit the top five, right? And you and I have yet to be named. That's very true. You and I, But I mean, here's, here's the thing. I think you and I, by, by the luck of having a, by having done this before, having done this last year and the year before it, and running a sports themed podcast are probably sh- probably should count ourselves in the top four. Yeah. We, Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> we should we should be we should be in in pole position. We should definitely be in pole position, ladies and gentlemen. One of us did not make pole position. Uh, you'll you'll have to keep listening to find it's, out who. It's because this because oh, this thing is dumb. It's because this these final projections. Go. It's a good draft. There you go. So number five. Number five, co-commission himself, Arthur, comes in with a B grade and a 34% chance to make the playoffs. I believe that is the fifth highest. 
One, two, three, four. Yep. How does Sean have a higher percentage? Because he has three quarterbacks? I guess because they they think he can play three quarterbacks a week. We're not a super flex league, although those leagues are crazy. You ever been in a super flex league? No, but I don't intend to. That's blasphemy. (laughs) <laughs> two quarterback starters bro you got arthur, one quarterback and that's that's it so arthur has dak prescott mark ingram and his cuff jk dobbins he's got devin singletary uh he did not cuff devin singletary he's got mike evans deandre hopkins odell beckham jr and dj shark jr with darren waller as his tight end he went for the definition of points per reception yeah See how that pays out for him. That's not a bad team. That's why I came in fifth. And now, drum roll, please. The fourth place team is Nick with another B draft and a 32% chance to make the playoffs. Ridiculous. So that puts you at, yeah, that puts you at fifth. That puts me, yeah, fifth, Fifth right? Fifth best odds. Yep. Fifth best. All right. I'll, I'll I'll take a wild card. Let's go ahead and look. Ooh, wild card. Little Eli Manning running you. That's right, yeah. So let's take a look at your roster. And you've got Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb, Josh Mm -hmm. Jacobs, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Mark Andrews, Jarvis Landry, AJ Green, and Bill's defense. You've also got Cam Newton, Rob Gronkowski. I guess you like comeback players. And then you've got the Miami backfield on your bench. So here's here here's here's what I, I'll defend my draft by saying, if you think I wasn't going to get Cam Newton in an auction league, you, you're 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 high, right? Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally got I spent a little bit of money on Matt Breida. I don't know why. I, it was probably when I was going. It, it was probably when when I uh, had other uh, external stimuli going on. I I had to make up for it by drafting by cuffing him to the starting running back. Jordan Howard. Um, I think every single one of my wide receivers is just uh, just guys that, uh, I mean, that can just play. They're going to be playing. They're going to be on the field. <laughs> I don't really like any one of them, but <laughs> You're I missed. I, I, I missed. I missed I missed on a bunch of players. Most notably, I let you outbid what I thought was outbid me for DJ Moore. Which, which I think you got him for like what twenty five dollars, right? I suckered you, bro. Outbid me, outbid me for DJ Moore. Yeah, outbid <laughs> me for DJ Moore. And when I was looking at it afterwards, I was like, ah, I should have got a little higher. But you yeah. know, but but scoring McLaurin, DJ Metcalf, Jarvis Landry, who's better you than OBJ anyway. You want to do it on the air trade for what? DJ Moore for scoring McLaurin and someone else. I'm not trading. I'm not trading you. <laughs> that's my that's my rule in this league. I think you are smarter than me, and I don't trade with people that are smarter than me. So that's uh, so that's so so, so that, moving so moving on. Listen, I this is this I should call this team the comebacks. Right now, right now, this team is named Trust the Process. I should name this team the comebacks. Cam Newton, uh AJ Green, Rob Gronkowski. It's the re- it's the replacements. It's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great year. But let's move on. I'm not I'm not in pole position. I don't like it. I'm still gonna be in the playoffs based on early draft rankings. That's fine. No one I'm the team no one wants to face. Yo, 
You you're uh, you you should get Falco as your starting quarterback. Shane Name Falco. yourself. Name yourself the replacements. All right, so now we're getting to pole position. At third place, we've got Jason with a B draft grade and a thirty percent chance to make the playoffs. So, I mean, it's kind of status quo with everything we've got going on right now. He's got Matt Stafford as his starting quarterback because he lost the bidding war for Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> he's got Miles Sanders, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Evan Ingram, and Patriots defense. He's got quite a bit of receiving crew. And yeah, then he's got, he's got the Bears backfield cuffed on his bench. Yeah, I, I don't hate that team. I don't, I don't either. I think that's got a lot of good players on it. So next, we've actually got Adam with an A grade. One of two teams with an A grade. Mm-hmm. He's coming above, two, above an A grade, yeah. Coming at coming in at two, we've got Adam with an A and a sixty percent chance to make the playoffs. So we'll go ahead and look at his team real quick. And he's got Matt Ryan, Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake. Chris Godwin, Marquise Brown, Hunter Henry, Devontae Parker, Tyler Boyd, Vikings defense, Michael Gallup, Hayden Hurst, Sonny Michelle. Uh, actually, I'm not super overwhelmed by that team. No. His wide receivers are are good, not great. Yeah, I don't know how that's the second best. In fact, I mean, his team is similar to your team. That's what I'm saying, except my team is better. No, but but not. you know what? But you know what? I I like the Joe Burrow pickup. Matt Ryan, obviously, as much as we like to talk about the Falcons, uh, he damn good quarterback. He gets he gets fantasy points. He's he's a more consistent Philip Philip Rivers. Sorry, um, yeah. I mean the tight end group is solid. I mean he's got two flyers, Hurst or Hurst, Hurst or Henry should hurt hit. Jeez, that that's a real tongue tie right there. Hurst or Henry should hit. Hurst or Henry should hit. I think I think the thing for him is that he has guys that get touchdowns. That's 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 where he's gonna that's where he's gonna succeed. I think a lot is is red zone targets. Okay, I could see that for sure. So, without further ado, you want to hit drum roll? No. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that's hurtful. So I'm not gonna uh, give coming, me a stupid drum roll. <laughs> coming in first, we've got your boy, the powerful presenter himself, Jermaine, with an A plus draft grade. Good talking about yourself th- in third person. It's weird. And a seventy-seven percent chance. Listen for, for if, him to make the playoffs. If, if there is any reason not to use football guys, rate my team and rate my league, it's this right here: an A plus. This is ridiculous. <laughs> You're so hot. I love it, dude. This All is right. ridiculous. All right, dude. So here we go. You ready for the team? The yeah. number one team in the league. Are you ready? Well, first of all, you – yeah, keep going. He's so hot. Look at him. Nobody can see him, but he looks so hot. <laughs> it's Deshaun Watson at quarterback. It's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for $38, might I add. You're ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> at running back, I've got Joe Mixon, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson the second, Zach Ertz, Robert Woods, Allen Sterling. Robinson, who you got for nine dollars, I think eight dollars. Jesus, this is it's because we're we're drafting with a bunch of window lickers. That's the fact <laughs> that I'm angry that I'm not number two or number three. I don't care. Give me the bronze medal; it's still a medal. Number <laughs> five. 
I got I got Allen Robinson for eight dollars, bro. I could not Listen, believe Jermaine's it. wide receiver core costs as much as one wide receiver in a normal auction draft league because you're not playing with window lickers. <laughs> Robert Woods, I got him for pennies on the dollar too. Sterling Shepard got him for pennies on the dollar. He's and the only I- guy left in the Giants. And then I came back and I filled up my bench with some running back flyers. So I took Marlon Black, Marlon Mack, who's still the number one there until Jonathan Taylor beats him out. I got Boston Scott, Alexander Madison, and Zach Moss. And then I got Z- CD Lamb just just to piss Ryan off. I took CD Lamb. Ryan Ryan nominated him, thinking he was just going to get him for a dollar, and he didn't have any money to to bid higher. So I just spent $2 and snaked right from him. Just cause bro. That's, and, that's, that's, that's shades of, uh, outbidding Eric to get Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I knew he couldn't go above six. So I bid $6 for him <laughs> and he, and he cursed me out on the, got, uh, in the group chat. You got so hot. It was funny. Cause right after that, he tried getting Tyler Higby and I raised it the full $6 that he can go. <laughs> Oh, I love, I love that. I, uh, how many players of yours did I just raise the price up that I knew you wanted so you could get them? Well, like, I knew I, I at, at some point I knew at some point I knew you were going to do it. The one that I really just didn't like is is paying for Josh Edwards because I need or Josh Jacobs because I needed a running back. I just uh, I just knew I just I need an elite running back and and I was going to pay for him and I was just every time. I mean, my daughter was telling me to calm down. She was like, "Daddy, it's okay." And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, the knuckleheads. knuckleheads <laughs> in the draft. She's like, don't worry about him. It'll be okay. And I was like, don't. I was like, don't talk to daddy right now. He's very angry. He's having to pay. He's having to pay $64 or whatever I paid for Josh Jacobs. Dude, Josh Jacobs is the last running back on the board. I saw you coming for him. And I was like, ooh, watch me. I was just, <laughs> just every time you bid, I would hit next. Like drafting, <laughs> drafting against you. I don't worry about the other uh, ten teams in the league. I dra- I think about you and me, and it's like I told you, I texted you this in the middle of the draft. It's like drafting against myself, <laughs> dude. I loved every bit of it. I was just because you don't, you don't home. just drive up the price just to, just to, you know, just to do it. You have, you actually have some. You could walk away from that auction being like, yeah, I wanted that guy. Yeah, every player I mess with people with, I am comfortable drafting. And it's so much fun just to mess with people. That's the best part of the auction. Where do you see how much you paid for $61 I paid for Josh Jacobs. And you know what's funny? Before I paid attention, you were three seconds away from snagging him for $44. That, that is what made me angry, my friend. That. (laughs) $17. Seeing it go three. To the main bit, I went, oh, be kidding me. Forty-four dollars I could have got this guy for. Dog, it's been a whole different draft. Dog, you almost had him for forty-four, and I was just like, nobody wants it for forty-five dollars. I'll take him. <laughs> I was just like, God dang it! Oh, dude, the auction draft is the best. So, yeah. Eric, Eric, this is Eric's first time in the league, and he replaced someone from last year and Eric hit me up afterwards. was like, yo, the auction draft is fire. It is so much fun, dude. The auction draft is awesome. So, um, let's go, let's get to the matchups week one. So we've actually got, um, the black Mamba's on buy because they play skull fucker. Yeah, that's, that's a win. 
That's Jason versus Cole. Then we got Just Give Me the Money versus SD Andy. I guess Just Give Me the Money is on by also. That's Ryan versus Andy. Yeah. We've, we've got Arthur versus Eric, which should be a fun matchup. That should be a fun matchup. They're actually projected 1.3 points difference between the two of them. So, so that'll, probably, be, that'll be the second best game of the week looking at it. That'll be the second best. Then we've got Adam and, and taking out Paul. Password is Taco versus SD Weaslers. And uh, that one's pretty close too. Shocking because I don't like Paul's team at all. And then we've got <laughs> we've got some bottom barrel uh, opponents facing off some action. I guess you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Sean versus Cedric. Uh, it's Dunk City. Bring back Cat versus Chicago Uber drivers. And then for the Herculean, the Goliath. The I mean, hot. what I mean, I mean, the schedule makers just, I mean, they, they, they circled, they saw the draft and they circled, they circled week one. They said, we got to put them in week one. They said, we've got Saints Bucks week one. <laughs> we've got, I mean, I like you look at, you look at ESPN and ESPN just looked at us and they said, well, they already host a podcast show together. So what better matchup than Nick and Jermaine week one, Thursday through Monday, Jermaine and I will battle. Jermaine will eventually lose because I think although your team gets humming, you're a New England Patriots team. You're not going to do good in the first three weeks. You're going to find out where you're going to find out which one of your running backs is a touchdown hound, and you're going to play him in your flex every week and get 420 points, but not in week not in week one, baby. It's bold top, bold top from somebody who didn't draft pole position. Listen, listen, may I just say, may I just say, when I came into this league, I had no idea how the auction process worked. I was, I was last, I was last place and I, and I finished last place. I finished last place because I just didn't, I was on an Island. I didn't care about fantasy football. I was on fantasy Island. So why would I care about football of the same variety? Then I got back. I came back to the real world. I worked my butt off. I really did. I made the playoffs. (laughs) As a five seed, and then I'm gonna get this. The, <laughs> team, the team name is Trust the Process. Week one, we're gonna show that the process is damn near complete. We didn't actually say my team name on the pod. Well, I, I loved, I loved uh, in the draft. Your team name was Placeholder Placeholder. <laughs> yeah, that which was is, my which draft is the name. solid name. I almost kept it, and then I was just like, "Oh, let me think of something." So I actually, I actually drafted Robert Woods and Zach Ertz. So I decided to go with "Lay the Woods So Good It Hurts." That's that's a very solid one. Uh, obviously, trust the process is mine. I would say that my best fantasy football name uh, this year is a draft I had in a another league in which I drafted Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb, and I was able to name the team Odell's Chubb. So that's that's been that's been a, a pretty solid name for me. <laughs> my other uh, my other fantasy team name is, I have uh, George Kittle and Miko Hardman. Uh-huh. I, I named it a kittle bit a kittle bit hard man. A kittle bit hard man. That's good. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's the uh, that's the ranks. That's the final standing projections. Uh, Jermaine can basically type with his ass on a computer, according to my football guys, and he'll make the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, so, so good luck to Jermaine and his butt cheeks when he sets his lineup every week. Jermaine, 
Jermaine, you could basically refer to the waiver wire as those power lines outside your house. Basically, <laughs> you don't you don't have to touch it. You don't. You're like the one percent right now. You don't need to know. You don't need to know how to go to the grocery store and pick up new it. items. Uh, for the rest of us slums, uh, thanks for letting us into your league. The commissioner drafting. Uh, and getting an A-plus draft. There's always hints of collusion. I won't start to say it right now because I'm going to win week one. But just know, just like Donald Trump, if he would have lost the uh, the 2016 election and when he loses 2020, uh, I will go with a fire and fury after week one. I'm going full blackballing campaign. Uh, and uh, that's just how it's going to go. And anybody yeah. want that, that wants to adopt that with me, I mean, you're with me. You're, you can You can stand in solidarity. Or kneel in solidarity. I don't really care. I love how everyone's coming for the king. Feels good to be hated, baby. Let's move on to everybody's favorite. Find him and cut him. <sighs> Woo, what do you got for us? You you got someone beaning somebody? <laughs> yeah, so uh, U.S. Open is going on right now. Novak Djokovic, uh, known tennis, tennis good guy, I guess, not, uh, was the number one seed. And in a moment of frustration, uh, whacked a tennis ball back and hit the uh hit the line judge in the throat intentionally uh, no unintentionally but whenever you hit a judge uh and they have to be taken out uh that is a default you now default that match and your opponent wins so Djokovic is Whoa. out of the US Open um he's apologized but there's there's I mean obviously he's getting fine and cut for that uh, <laughs> yeah also an awesome we'll we'll post the video but awesome sell job by the line judge i mean she looks like she has been shot through the throat i mean she i mean it looks like like he can whack a tennis ball right and it looks like he turns around and just gives a little like wrist flick of the tennis ball and it hits her in the throat but i mean this lady acts like she has been shot in the throat she needs to instantly apply pressure to her jugular or it's going to bleed out she hollywood collapses up to the wall collapses down on one knee and just slowly slumps to the ground uh and then she's attended by the medical staff and i think they had to carry her out on a stretcher too she was a theater major that's for sure oh my god well when you guys watch the video it's amazing so that's that's my fineman cut him for the week is novak Djokovic. all right i i've submitted one this week and uh it's tom brady so bear with me folks the Saints have had a tumultuous offseason. Drew Brees' Yahoo Finance interview asked about kneeling with the flag. Brady's secret agents. Alvin Kamara, holdout saga. Even though it was one 24-hour period, Kamara had been in the building every single day leading up to it. Had uh, an epidural, not the serious one, the, the, other, uh, the other epidural, just for inflammation. And was in the building every single day. So they said that he was holding out. And then NFL blocked the Saints having a team sign Clowney to trade them to them. This is all Tom Brady's secret agents trying to take down his top threat in the NFC South. He's coming for them. I'm telling you, Tom Brady does this every year. That's why you always see these weird, crazy scandals hit. And Tom Brady's trying to do it again, but the Saints ain't falling for it. No, we're not. Welcome to find him and cut him, Tom. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 Tom Brady. He he can probably just text any reporter in the league and go, "Hey, I need you to investigate this." That's what they did. They made a whole bunch of something out of nothing. Unbelievable. Why did they block the Clowney sign and trade? 
but because the NFL, um, it was man, it was because they don't allow you to trade uh, buy draft picks essentially. So the Saints would be sending the pick, and they thought it was like, oh, someone's paying you money for that draft pick. And so they didn't allow that. They didn't allow that to happen. Interesting. But the Saints were going to include a player with the draft pick. So I don't know how that – the NFL just didn't want to see it happen. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what, it, what it is. Yeah. So congrats to the Titans. You guys uh, nailed my first prediction, so I still appreciate it. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> now, the, now the prediction still probably would have counted if uh, were the Titans going to be the team to sign him and then trade him to the Saints. No, okay. if, the, if the Titans signed it, the Titans, so there was three teams trying to get him. It was Titans, Saints, and Ravens, and he ultimately signed with the Titans because Vrabel was his defensive uh, linebackers coach in Houston. When Yikes! The Ravens. I'm glad that didn't happen. All right. Although I don't know why everyone downplays the Saints. The Saints have a great defense. Very true. So we asked you. We asked you at the beginning of the podcast. Since the inception of the Defensive Player of the Year award in '82 and '83, uh, how many winners of that award in the same season have won an NBA championship? Uh, and then I said, bonus question: Who was the first to do it, and who was the who was the last to do it, aka the most recent? Uh, Jermaine guessed eight players. That is not correct, Jermaine. In the 37 years since this, the inception of this award, only five players have won the DPOY and a ship in the same year. Damn. The first one was in 1987. Michael Cooper and the won the Defensive Player of the Year, and the 1987 Lakers won the championship. Do you know the most recent player to do it? Mm, no, I don't. Draymond Green and the 2017 Warriors. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that is the trivia for this episode number 26 of Podcast Room 303. Thanks for sticking with us through this uh, through this haul. Uh, we enjoy talking to you guys every week. Uh, we hope you guys liked our uh, fantasy draft review. Make sure if you guys want to send us your fantasy football team, uh, we'll post it on the the social media. We'll give a little give give some comments about it, review the team a little bit. We might even do it on the podcast if we get enough uh, people. Send us your fantasy football team. Send us your best names. Uh, send us your uh, what you think because uh, Jermaine went over a lot of the teams. Send us who you think can can Cedric come back from a. <laughs> Two percent uh, playoff prediction. By the way, uh, according to uh, the the website Football Guys, Cedric has a fifty five percent chance to make the the playoffs if he has a quote unquote great uh, in season management. So he's going to need it. I'm I'm pulling for it. That's yeah. just a great story. So, Especially but, it, whichever bums don't make it, myself included. If none of us make it and he makes it in, that's going to be hysterical, bro. That would that that would be pretty good. But let us know what your what your favorite uh, fantasy football name is for this year. How your drafts went. Send us picks. Uh, let us know. And always uh, give us a follow on the Instagram and the Twitter at Podcast Room Three Hundred Three. Another plug again for uh, the model we put out daily picks, and the model is humming. What do you got for the people, Jermaine? Uh, big thank you as always. Follow us at Podcast Room Three Hundred Three, as Nick said. Uh, please check out Thrive Fantasy promo code Room Three Zero Three. That's it. That's all I've got. Um, 
Alex Smith is a poor man, Cedric, powerful presenter out. Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event. Meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify.